0: Log Talk Radio.
1: The following message is sponsored by Truth. Are you or someone you know suffering from shapelism? Shapelism is a debilitating disorder which affects a person's entire worldview and is characterized by ignorance, denial, abandonment of basic morals and values. An unwillingness to think critically about things read or heard by mainstream media is a strong sign that you have been affected. Fortunately, sheepalism is treatable in many cases. Treatment may include, but is not limited to, training to help the patient understand that truth is being intentionally withheld, help. in understanding that assumptions and speculations do not qualify as evidence for truth. Living with sheepalism is frustrating. Thankfully, there's hope for those suffering this debilitating condition. If you or someone you know is dealing with sheep please contact your local Truth Movement for treatment. They're standing by to help you now. And remember, you're not alone. Side effects of treatment may or may not include shortness of breath, migraines, anaphylactic shock, and a worse scenario heart attack. See your support specialist for details.
2: I'm Diana from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Ross and myself every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time while we deliver the truth about what's really going on in the world. You don't want to miss our shows. See you then.
0: looking for something different, looking for something fun. Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the Educated Redneck, Dan Ellison, the show about everything and nothing at all.
3: We talk a lot about the Kingdom here and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities to find out more about what they can do to seek the Kingdom of God and His righteousness. Gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook Facebook.com His Holy Church all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say you must become a doer of the word.
4: Hello to all you something duckers out there. The CEO of Lysemick demanded I shoot a holiday video. We need to promote everyone get their Lysemick boosters every week. All you Nimwits and Rubes just keep taking it. But Mr. G. Lobolus wants me to be nicer to you since this will be your last holiday season on earth. By the way we now have the suicide pods available for rental. Before you enjoy your last breath in a suicide pod, we need you Scalawags to get tested for COVID. You must be completely up to date on your vaccine passport. Absolutely no exceptions. When you step into the suicide pod, we do not want you to catch COVID. You must also wear at least five scams on your face, with a minimum of two of your scams being an N95. After you take the final breath on Earth, we will give you another COVID test. Both before and after your trip to the suicide pod, you will be required to go through the TSI naked body scan. We need to make sure we're not hiding any either McQueen, Federal Reserve notes, or carbon inside your person. For all we know you could be a something ducker that likes to hide Nuremberg code inside your junk. We need to keep you comfortable and safe. Also please remember, when your person turns to ashes and dust, please do make sure while still keeping with local social distance and guidelines. You must still keep your ashes six feet away from the previous customer. If you refuse to get in the suicide pod, we will take you to the local FEMA camp. That is all and have a holiday season.
5: Hello Freedomizers, I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative Radio Show.
4: I am the Wire Ritter. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer Radio and the Proof Negative Radio Show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the One World Government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this incident so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway,
5: listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com.
6: Now, back
7: to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Now, let's get back to the proof negative show here on
6: freedomizerradio.com
8: welcome to
7: the proof negative radio show right here on freedomizerradio.com now sit back and enjoy the show
9: I'm McDaniel. Your uncle ran for president. How did your grandpa? My dad had run for attorney general, and
2: I thought I've got to go get into party politics.
10: What's up, guys? Boy, Benny. Donald Trump can't fix everything, but hot damn can he fix some of the things under his control, and the RNC is completely and totally under Donald Trump's control. Donald Trump is effectively the Republican Party. Donald Trump is winning by historic margins in Iowa and New Hampshire, and will go on a romp to win the first time in American history, first time in Republican Party history, all 50 states. That is what will happen. Doesn't matter what Nikki Haley has to chirp about it on SNL. That's what Donald Trump's going to do, and so Donald Trump is effectively the Republican Party at this moment. And that is why it is extremely heartening to see Donald Trump calling for change at the RNC. Trump meets with Ronna McDaniel and then says he'll be recommending RNC changes. I'm sorry, I, I misspoke here. Ronna McRomney. It is important to remind everyone she is a Romney. That name has been sullied and salted and has been utterly cast out into the darkness in our party. She is a Romney. She's a known loser. A known grifter and a wretched person. By the way, I just know this because I know a lot of people who work for her. Donald Trump met with RNC committee woman, chairwoman, Rorana McRomney Monday, day after former president said he expects there to be changes at the RNC in a meeting which took place at Mar-a-Lago. Was confirmed by two people familiar with the discussion after the meeting. Trump wrote a post on Truth Social that McDaniel was his friend, but said he'd be calling for changes the committee following the south carolina gop primary on the 24th of february rana is now head of the rnc i'll be making a decision the day after the south carolina prom- primary on my recommendations for rnc growth the rnc is of course broke as a joke trump handpicked Romney to run the rnc shortly after the 2016 election victory but the two have not been really close since Top Republicans, meanwhile, have raised concerns about the party's finances heading into the general election. The RNC ended 2023 with just $8 million cash on hand, less than half as much as the Democratic National Committee, and they've been unable to raise any funds since. Holy smokes. What exactly has the RNC been spending their money on, by the way? Let's go ahead and check here. Ronan McRomney's RNC seeks a new line of credit to climb out of the money hole. So we're going to sit here and talk as a party about fiscal responsibility. And yet the RNC is spending $3 million on private jet services, $1.3 million on limousine chauffeur services, $17 million on donor mementos, $750,000 on floral arrangements, $80,000 on alcohol-related expenditures, and $400,000 on luxury entertainment. Does that sound like a political party that is interested in winning or a slush fund? For this, for this wicked witch, this person in our party, God Bless Donald Trump for finally coming out and saying it. Changes at the RNC must be made. And really, the only guy who can truly call for it, there's one man on earth that could truly make this happen. Because Ron Romney was voted in, in a corrupt vote. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump saying, changes now.
11: Comerica says Michigan GOP defaulted on a loan of half a million dollars. So,
3: I have a lot of money. And the <laughs> money that they get, people are not looking at the RNC. They want... They want changes. You have to understand. I have nothing to do with the RNC. I don't... I'm separate.
11: How's Rhonda McDaniel doing? Uh,
3: I think she did great when she ran Michigan for me. I think she did okay initially in the RNC. I would say right now uh, there'll probably be some changes made. You've...
10: Good. Thank God. Check out this article from Red State. Great reporting here. Analysis shows RNC spent millions on jets and limos and luxury retreats and Broadway shows. That's right. So Miss Karen over here, who's actually, without doubt, actually like a leftist liberal, and we can prove that. In fact, uh, a left, like a, a metropolitan uh, feminist, leftist, suburban, uh, screechy, mean, intersectional feminist, is what Ron McRomney is. And she's awful. She's no better than her uncle Mitt Romney. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, upon taking the role. At the RNC, Ronna McRomney went on CNN, went scurrying over to CNN. This is, by the way, a trend for Ronna McRomney to love running to corporate press, and to spit whatever stupidity she has on camera. Ronna McRomney runs to CNN to talk smack about the number of white men that have preceded her in this role. Watch.
11: What do these pictures have in common? Hmm, let's hmm, see. I don't know.
2: Yeah, there, there, is a, there is a familiar theme here. I'm very happy to uh, add a feminine touch to this wall.
9: The Republican National Committee has a new face with a familiar name, Ronna Romney McDaniel. Your uncle ran for president, so did your grandpa.
2: Yeah, and my mom ran for Senate, and my dad had run for attorney general, and I thought, I've got to go get into party politics so I can figure out how to win and get some of my family members across <laughs>
10: the finish. Yeah, so there you go. There's your intersectionality for you, okay? When Vivek Ramaswamy destroyed Ron McDaniel during the debate, and the open of the debate, calling on Ronna McRomney to resign live on stage, to end the losing of the Republican Party because the Republican Party has lost in 2018, lost in 2020, lost in 2022, and now continues to lose in all of the subsequent elections, all because of Ronny McRomey. So Vivek says, no, she needs to resign. Ladies and gentlemen, hot fire. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronny McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023, and I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign. I will turn over my yield my time to you. In response to that, Ron McRomney calls uh, Vivek, uh, trashes him, saying he won't get a cent from us. Well, you have no money to give anyway, lady. She trashed Vivek, called him an a-hole, saying he won't get a cent. He's a total a-hole, a total a-hole. He's desperate because he's doing bad in the polls. Mean girls. Despicable, truly. She is um, a repulsive person, an absolutely awful individual. Nobody, nobody likes Ronna McRomney. In the worst interview I've ever heard a single human being give uh, in American history, when asked to respond to the day calling for her to resign, Ronald Romney decided to uh, metaphorically light herself on fire, get onto a steaming train carrying flaming manure, and to fling herself into the Grand Canyon in this interview uh, on Laura Ingram's show. I mean, I mean, this is so cringe. Again, it is hard to even watch uh, in the great expanse of a couple months, you know, this happened to go. It, it still makes your skin crawl to this day. Watch Ronna McRomney, try and save herself, and do even far more damage. All right. Joining
9: me now, Ronna McDaniel, chairwoman of the Republican National Committee. Ronna, thanks so much for being with us. Um, Vivek and others are saying that under your leadership, Republicans have lost election after election. And positing the question, you know, why should you retain your job given the track record of the party under your leadership? And to that, what do you say?
2: Well, first, I'm going to continue to focus on Joe Biden and Democrats. And I think there was a moment missed during that debate by Vivek to talk about the fact that we still have 13 American hostages in Israel, the fact that for the first time ever in the history of either party, we had a Jewish co-sponsor for debate, and we are in very perilous times in our country. And I do think Republican voters, and I hear this echoed all the time, are tired of the circular firing squad within our party. And they're saying, can we please talk about Joe Biden and the Democrats and the border and fentanyl and crime and what's happening to our kids and inflation. But I'll well, definitely defend my record as chair.
9: Listen, yeah, I mean, Ronna, I think, R&D, 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 I, think I, I agree with you. Let me just say, I, I mean, all that, all that you just said, I couldn't agree with more, but and and you're right. I mean, obviously that 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 should be a key focus. But I, I know you believe in accountability. You, you talk about it all the time. I mean, everyone. I mean, I'm accountable. So me you're right. Okay, that's what I asked you, when you went into another you know another. Yeah, but I was going to go there.
2: Sorry, I took too long on the answer, but I was getting there. I'm not trying okay. to avoid anything. All let right. me promise you that, Laura. Listen, when, when Vivek didn't vote in 2016, I was leading Michigan to the first win in history in 30 years. In 2018, we defied the odds. We got three senators, people like Josh Hawley, that allowed President Trump to build the largest conservative majority on the Supreme Court. In 2022, the RNC, which is a yeah. turnout machine, right? We're not the messengers. We don't create the messages for the campaigns. Those are the consultants who get very, very well paid. Well, one of the things, they, they, though,
9: Rana, that happened was, uh, I think, in Virginia— People were wondering where the money was, whether they were going to get some help from the RNC. And I, I know it, at one point you said that, that you were not asked for money in Virginia. But a source, a Republican source familiar with the Youngkin team in Virginia, told The Angle late tonight that that is false. And well, there, meaning your story keeps changing. Anyone who thinks Virginia Republicans wouldn't want to help when we knew we'd be outspent isn't being serious. You know, Rana, well, they were Laura, outspent let me just by eight say this. million dollars.
2: Glenn Youngkin did a phenomenal job, and he raised a lot of money. A lot of people don't understand fundraising. I can't raise state dollars. I don't get unlimited convention and and state dollars. Uh, And these were state House and state Senate races, the RNC and the Federal Committee. So, I mean, come on. Can you just – these are people who come after me all the time. They're on Twitter. They're all the time. And let's see their results. What did they do in Virginia? How much money did they give? But let me stand by something else. In 2022, Rana, we, we got, took back yeah. the House. And the RNC yeah. party, we we're building the road.
9: And yeah.
2: we're launching Bank Your Vote. We've got to do that. Rana, we, need we got to
9: roll. To vote but early. thank you for joining us tonight. We have a lot more to get to next.
10: So she is obviously the most unpopular GOP chair in my lifetime. Not even close. Uh, my, like Michael Steele was the GOP chair for a while. This is a guy who's like an MSNBC commentator, like a straight-up Democrat at this point. Next journalist interviewing Ron McDaniel should ask her about this. The fact that it's been hundreds of days since Scott Pressler asked Ronna McRomney for assistance. Look at this. This is Scott Pressler. Every single day, Scott Pressler asks – this is amazing – GOP chairwoman for a response. What are you doing to actually help win? Amazing, ladies and gentlemen. Honest question. Should Ronna McRomney resign as GOP chairwoman? And, of course, everyone says yes. Every single person in the comment section says yes, except for this person. <laughs> That's, or it's Ronna's burner. How does Ronna McRomney still have a job? Fire Rhino Ronna now. Totally useless. Ronna McRomney should resign following tonight's general election results. She's done nothing to this day to secure our elections from voter fraud, registration fraud, and mail-in balloting fraud. Correct. Ronna McRomney McDaniel should probably just go ahead and resign. Correct, look at everyone calling for the re- You can't consistently fail at your job and keep the position, unless of course, you're Ron and McRomney. Yes, Romney's literally fail somehow, a- backwards, upwards. If Ronna McRomney is not fired from a role RLC, then accountability is truly dead. You cannot consistently fail at your job. Something must be done. What exactly does Ron and McRomney do besides lose? She should resign, effective immediately. When will she be fired? The entire internet, man, like seriously. Trending. Republicans are calling for Ronald McRomney to resign following the election nightmare. Resign. Trending on X. So, ladies and gentlemen, the verdict is clear. Nobody likes Ronald McRomney. I don't think even Ronna McRomney likes Ron and McRomney. And so it is worth noting that Donald Trump, on the right side of this issue, let us uh, hasten the uh, end of this primary process and get on with the business of actually having a proper political party to fight the Marxists to fight the communists to fight like this this the most perilous war our country's ever been in and your fighter is a woman who actually quite literally hates the Republican Party not a great choice we can do better it's your boy Benny like share and subscribe Vivek Ramaswamy for RNC chair I don't know I don't know Tucker Carlson for RNC chair I don't know Move the RNC out of DC. All of these things. I have so many suggestions. We'll do that in another video.
5: Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind, a channel solely focused on exposing the abundant hypocrisy of the left. Well, I guess not so much today. I don't really need to do too much work because liberal Bill Maher did all the work for me. Remember this little letter that we covered a couple weeks ago? Joe Biden's letter to the American people saying, Listen, Jack, listen, Corn Pop, I'm serious about securing the border. I just need $100 billion for Ukraine. And let's sprinkle in a little bit for Israel, too. Sign on that bill and give me more executive power to shut down the border. And that's the way it's going to work, okay, Jack? That's how we're going to secure the border, because I really care about border security. Having seen my track record over the last three years, a little bit sarcastic, but that's essentially the TLDR. That's the summation of the letter we read it, and I was like, well, that's kind of the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. Even though all the leftist shills posting this as if it's a serious commitment to securing the border from Biden. Give me a frickin' break. If Joe Biden wanted to actually secure the border, he'd literally just do so. It's not like he doesn't have the ability. All he has to do is literally just work with the state of Texas to get the frickin' job done, as Trump has promised in his campaigning.
3: When I'm president, instead of trying to send Texas a restraining order, I will send them reinforcements...
5: But anyways, Joe Biden's been saying this a lot as of late. Just give me the power, Jack.
12: All I can do, just give me the power. I've asked him the very day I got an
5: office. Just give me the power and I'll do the job. That's what he keeps saying. What he means is give him executive control to open and close the border at will. What an absolute tyrant nutcase. But anyways, we called this nonsense out already. The claim that Republicans are voting against border security by voting against this bill is absolutely ridiculous. The only people who support this bill are people like Lindsey Graham and Mitt Romney. In other words, Democrats. We called it all out, but now it's someone else's turn. Bill Maher, I guess, is stepping in to call out his own party. Essentially saying the exact same thing I've been saying. Let me show you guys exactly what I mean by that. We got some stuff to get into. So let's roll the tape. All right, guys. Well, don't you just love it? When leftists put their own party in their place, Bill Maher slams Biden for claiming that he needs additional powers to secure the border, quote, already has existing laws.
8: Part two of the acting yeah. is, your, is, is Joe okay, Biden dude. saying, you know what? If you just give me a new law, a new law. Why doesn't the president can
13: fix this? He already has the existing law. And Border Patrol this, this will say that right in your face. I need a
0: piece
5: of yeah. paper from
13: Congress to deal with the border. No, you already have that. That's
14: right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so he
5: has... Bill Maher's correct. This is all so silly. The president can fix this. He just chooses not to. There's already existing laws. Here we go. It literally took me two seconds. Found this on Wikipedia. Improper entry. Section 1325 in Title 8 of the United States Code, Improper Entry of Alien provides for a fine imprisonment or both for any non-citizen who enters or attempts to enter the United States at any time or place other than as designated by immigration agents or we're seeing over 3 million people cross the border improperly and the number is definitely much higher than that if you count unknown godaways and even known godaways. so in other words you have over 3 million people breaking US law every year and a president using federal power to essentially let it go on and not enforce the laws themselves if you have an asylum claim you You go to a legal point of entry. You communicate with immigration authorities, get a court date. And go through the proper process you don't cross the rio grande that's not the proper way of doing things and here's the disconnect you have illegal migrants who are doing things incorrectly improperly illegally and in most cases fraudulently 99 percent don't have actual legitimate claims of asylum they're attempting to fraud the asylum system so what they're doing is illegitimate but joe biden consists on making the illegitimate process legitimate by funneling people who are breaking the law into the legal asylum process wasting tax taxpayer dollars on bogus asylum requests not to mention all the taxpayer dollars being wasted on housing and every other logistical element here and so essentially Joe Biden is actively working to subvert American border laws all the while saying well what I really need is just give me more power bro they're not gonna fix it it makes no sense and even Bill Maher is honest enough to admit that fact Joe Biden doesn't need new powers to secure the border the powers already exist Joe Biden just needs to get with the program and accept that Texas is right. Joe claims he doesn't have the power to secure the southern border. Well, maybe, just maybe, help Texas put up the border wall. Border wall construction is now ongoing. Texas Governor Greg Abbott escalates border battle with Biden. Well, let's see what Joe's going to do. Most likely, he's going to take Greg Abbott to the Supreme Court and attempt to stop him from building the border wall. Joe Biden doesn't need new powers. Joe Biden just needs to do his frickin' job. Not to mention all the monies left over from the Trump administration, specifically allocated for building the southern border wall. What did Joe Biden do? Pretty much day one while in office. Of course, we know Joe Biden pulled that funding for the border wall construction. Again, Joe Biden doesn't need new powers. Joe Biden needs brain power. What we need is brain power in general coming from the Democrat Party. We need less of this nonsense.
11: Once again, the majority is wasting our time by putting forward a piece of legislation that has zero chance of becoming law. The bill says that a conviction for a single DUI offense misdemeanor or felony makes you instantly deportable and an admission to such an offense makes you instantly inadmissible no questions asked I certainly don't think that's a good use of our resources it's certainly not a good use of our time on this floor but my colleagues on the other side of the aisle have made it clear that they're not interested in sensible solutions just in sensationalism this bill is another example of that And I hope my colleagues will stop referring to people as illegals. People are human beings. They have different statuses. Some are undocumented. If you want to say some are illegal, but let's not call human beings illegal. Tired of that language.
5: Democrat Representative Pramia Jayapal says... Stop referring to people as illegals. People are human beings. They have different statuses. Some are undocumented. In other words, attempting to normalize the idea of undocumented people living equally with equal rights in the United States. How utterly absurd. Everyone just come. There's no such thing as illegal migration. You aren't an alien. You're just an undocumented person. It's a different identity. Let's open the borders and bring 200 million undocumented. Why not? What harm could that possibly cause to social cohesion and the American economy? You know, I'm being sarcastic and kind of just laughing it off because it's really the only appropriate response. I need to go on a whole monologue explaining why state sovereignty is important and should be respected. You know, what if Americans just decided to start invading Mexico? Why not? 20 million American citizens decide that they want to march over the southern border and take over Mexico City. Is that also perfectly acceptable and woke? Is that the world that we want to live in? Just invade countries countries willy-nilly as you see fit. You know that job that you've been eyeing out there in London? You want to live the London dream? Well, just go. What's stopping you? You don't need a work visa. You don't need a path towards permanent residence. Just go and take the job. Go and work. Go and take somebody's house while you're at it. Because walls are racist. And anybody who has a wall around them is a and racist. Yeah, let's just abolish walls, or walls are just arbitrary objects of social patriarchy, or whatever pseudo-intellectual nonsense jargon the left spews. Walls are racist, therefore your home is now an open border. Sarcasm is the only appropriate argument here. It's ridiculous, it makes no sense, it's stupid. Close the damn border, deport illegal migrants, the laws are already on the books, Joe Biden doesn't get to now get credit for attempting to secure the border, and it's actually the Republicans that are trying to stop him. Joe Biden's an absolute fool. Joe Biden's the core of the problem. The Democrat establishment's the core of the problem, and I think that fact is pretty damn clear. Anyways, that's pretty much what I got for you guys on this one. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe to the channel. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next one.
3: (laughs) Oh, wow!
10: Wow. What's up, guys? Boy, Benny. Pattern recognition is what we do on this program. We don't claim to be particularly intelligent. We're just alive, and we notice things. I'm sure you do, too, and it's comforting when people notice the same things. And we're beginning to notice a pattern in the totalitarian regime that we currently live under. Totalitarian regimes cannot rule. Without fear, they must have force. The power of force and a monopoly on violence is actually how governments maintain and retain power. Fear. And so when they see people who aren't supposed to endorse Donald Trump endorsing Donald Trump, when they see people who should be endorsing Joe Biden refusing to, they act with cutthroat and cold-blooded efficiency. Let me bring you just one example here. This is a member of Congress. She is known as Cori Bush. She's a member of the squad. She was asked if she wishes to endorse Joe Biden for president in 2024, and here's how she answered. Joe Biden run for a second term? She's gonna go. Yeah, I, you know- uh, That's an easy question, It's not gonna take long. Do you wanna see Joe I, Biden I don't run? wanna
11: answer that You're question kidding. because we have not, that's not, yeah, I don't wanna answer that question. Okay. Um, I mean he's the president and he has the right to to run for a second, <laughs> second term. Absolutely. But I don't wanna I don't I don't want I'd rather you not do that because answer. Like two minutes to in the yeah, I know I gotta get to the well, thanks very much. the other thing. I gotta I get to
10: the other thing, you know, I gotta get to the other thing. Well, that wasn't received very lightly or kindly by the regime who boom smacked Corey Bush. Yes, that's right. A woke black member of the squad socialist democrat the department of justice did a massive rollout of this huge investigation into her and well what looks like is going to be a massive indictment for misuse of funds now cory bush uh probably definitely misused funds most members of congress misuse funds all members of congress are straight-up criminals but they're going after Cori Bush specifically. Is it because she didn't endorse Joe Biden? It leaves the mind to wonder. Corey Bush blames right-wing organizations for DOJ investigation and says she needs, she needs $750,000 security detail in order to deal with relentless threats. Cori Bush is now officially under investigation by Joe Biden's DOJ. Yeah, the problem is, Cori, you got the wrong you got the wrong enemy there. It's actually your own team. You didn't sufficiently endorse Joe Biden. And therefore, you are probably a bigger enemy than people like me who endorse Donald Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you to last night. Last night, there's a rapper who's a very popular rapper. His name's Killer Mike. Now, hmm, whatever. Sounds like a key. There's like a Key and Peel episode about naming yourself Killer Mike, right? And rapping about your crimes. But whatever. Okay. I don't, I don't know much about Killer Mike's career. Here's what I know. Killer Mike had a great night at the Grammys last night. He won Best Rap Album, Best Rap Performance, and Best Rap Song. That's a killer night for Killer Mike. And then he got arrested. Killer Mike then gets arrested. Here's footage of him getting dragged away from the Grammys where he got tons of those little gold horn things. And Killer Mike saying, are you serious to the officers, as they escort him out of the building. Ladies and gentlemen, um, now, here's where the pattern recognition comes in. First off, let me play you the clip of Killer Mike getting arrested. Hey, pay attention to the white to the the stiff as a board white guy standing there in the corner, please. Far right of your screen. This is hysterical. You will cry and die
14: laughing. (laughs)
10: Sorry. Just comedic break here for a second. Look at this guy. (laughs) This guy (laughs) Some Nepo Trust Fund baby. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Sven. Killer Mike really knows that you stand in solidarity as he gets arrested. Great job. Great job, Sven. Unbelievable. Okay, anyway, so cringeworthy. Of course, I didn't watch the Grammys, but I find this very interesting. Here's where the pattern recognition comes in, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and check in on what Killer Mike was doing just hours before his arrest. Bill Maher shocked if Killer Mike refuses to endorse, endorse Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Killer Mike was on Bill Maher's show. Comedian Bill Maher seemed taken aback when rapper Killer Mike declined to endorse Biden. Donald Trump. What? Oh, baby. Bill Maher begs Killer Mike to endorse Joe Biden. Begs him. Killer Mike refuses. Let's watch the tape.
8: What are your feelings on the election coming up? I mean Biden and Trump? Are you mm-hmm. as depressed about that as most people my, as a choice? My my feeling is pick your policy, not your
6: person. Close your eyes, listen to the policies that are being pushed and and You can't get yourself to say vote for Biden over Trump? You you want me to list it now so now, now I'm, I'm gotta, just saying that. Can, that can he so get so- himself to apologize for the crime bill? Can he get can he get himself well, to get he, his head out of his? say, black people, you, you are black regardless. I need you to tell me what I need to do. Can he pick a coalition of former people who are affected by drug laws, street gangs, recidivism, and crime, and say, I need you as a board to advise me how to fix federal prisons? If he can do that, absolutely I can, so
10: my challenge is out there. There you go. I mean, that seems really quite natural and honest of a thing to say. Close your eyes. Don't look at the party. Don't look at the person. Look at the politics and the policies. Of that person most especially look at the results of that person the results for joe biden of course have been horrible for the black community joe biden's been horrible to the black community joe biden locked up hundreds of thousands of young black men maybe he just locked up killer mike uh, for noticing the fact that all of these young black men went to uh, jail for maximum minimums sentencing for having a scintilla of crack on them yet Joe Biden's own white kid has never gone passed to jail. A Here's Joe Biden. Piece of crack cocaine. Oh, okay.
0: No bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand. One quarter of $1. We passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others. A law that says if you're caught with that, you go to jail for five years. You get no probation. You get. Nothing other than five years in jail. Judge doesn't have his choice.
10: Five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. So maybe that's why Killer Mike and a lot of other black people are a little pissed off at Joe Biden. I'm not the only one noticing this, by the way. Rapper Killer Mike got arrested in Los Angeles just days after denouncing Democrats and implying he would be voting for Trump. His whereabouts are unknown. Here we go. Two days ago on Bill Maher, Killer Mike refused to endorse Biden. Tonight, he's arrested at the Grammys. What's going on? Killer Mike was on Bill Maher two nights ago and refused to endorse Biden. Last night, he was hauled off out of the Grammys in handcuffs. I ain't saying nothing. Hmm. Very interesting. Killer Mike was just arrested two days after he refused to endorse Joe Biden on Bill Maher's show. Well, you better bend the knee to the regime or else the regime will come for you. And Killer Mike and Joe Biden don't have a great history together. In the year 2020, when Joe Biden was desperate to get any support that he possibly could because Joe Biden was losing in catastrophic fashion, he came in fourth in Iowa, fifth in New Hampshire, Killer Mike comes out and endorses Joe Biden's chief rival, Bernie Sanders. It's pretty good. Mike kill him, Mike. Mike, but Mike is
15: fine. That's yeah, what yeah, you call right. me. That's <laughs> what I do call you. I don't, you
5: know, just kill a business. <laughs>
6: Oh,
10: man, I hope y'all got some (laughs) B-Roll. So, this is the Bernie and Killer Mike. This was produced by the campaign. I've known for the last three years, three, four years of my
6: life, I can honestly say that your integrity propels and compels me to keep supporting you. Your policy is the only policy that I have seen in my lifetime that matches up with the policy of what was a Poor People's Campaign. It is the only policy that matches up with what's fair and just. Let me just pick up on one point you made, Uh, and a lot of people
15: don't know this. At the end of his life, not only did Dr. King get murdered in Memphis, where he was not on a quote-unquote civil rights effort, he was standing with some of the most exploited black workers in America. Absolutely. And he said, I'm gonna go down there and help you form a union and get decent wages and decent working conditions. That's where he was murdered. And at that same time, what he was also doing, he's trying to put together a poor people's campaign. campaign. Absolutely.
10: so, ladies and gentlemen, um, hmm, not allowed to talk about MLK's murder. Not allowed to endorse Joe Biden's chief rival. He, uh, Sir, we have uh, consequences for people that stand too harshly against the regime. Killer Mike is charged with battery following citizen's arrest? At the Grammys? Following confrontation with security guard? After rapper won three awards? Hold on. Why are security guards going after Killer Mike, when he's like the biggest winner of the night, wouldn't the guy seem to? Wouldn't the guy have his own security guards? They have his own protection? The explanation, the official explanation, makes even less sense. Uh, Killer Mike was taken away in handcuffs by LAPD officers at the Grammys. The 48-year-old rapper won three awards. The LAPD spokesman told the Daily Mail that the man was being questioned, but they not confirm his identity to provide further details. Again, this is so unbelievably strange. Uh. At 4 p.m., an adult male was taken into custody for physical altercation that took place inside the arena. The altercation happened moments before the person was arrested. Killer Mike was handcuffed. Right now, it's a preliminary investigation for battery. Oh, really? That's uh, quite fascinating that you're arresting. (laughs) You decided to arrest this guy who just won all of the awards. But they will to arrest any of the um, straight-up criminals who cross our border. They won't arrest people with, like, criminal backgrounds who are on the terrorist watch list that cross into our country. We know that now, officially. That the Border Patrol released people that are on the terrorist watch list into our country. A killer might get arrested. Really. Uh, days after saying that Joe Biden ain't it. And, like, effectively, a de facto endorsement of Donald Trump. Quite interesting, ladies and gentlemen, this. We'll keep following this story. We'll keep recognizing patterns like this. We'll keep paying attention. And uh, you deserve to know if you live inside of a uh, fascistic totalitarian state. And holy moly, that's what it looks like. I don't think, in conclusion, this is going to help Killer Mike uh, endorse Joe Biden I think this is going to make Killer Mike and all of the people who follow his work much like Snoop Dogg Waka Flocka Little Pump 50 Cent this is going to make them like go even harder for Donald Trump that's right
16: Senators are grilling the CEOs of social media companies in order to implement, they say, new child safety laws to protect children. All of us want to protect children, but is that the aim of the government, or is this about control of social media? Cast your mind back now! (laughs) Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom. Remember, we make exclusive content every week for members of our Awakened Wonder community. So click the link in the description to get access to that content, as well as to be able to attend interviews live with brilliant journalists and pose questions to them. We're posing an important question now. These ongoing inquiries into online safety, of course, are about an important subject. No one would question the integrity of the notion that Children should be protected from online bullying, from pornography, from potential forms of exploitation, from being able to access information on how you might harm yourself in a variety of ways even with the most ultimate and irreversible of acts. Now speaking to someone who is as an adolescent experienced, well yes some bullying but also I have had a lot of mental health issues and addiction issues and did engage in self-harm. I recognize that these are important issues and yet more significantly of course I'm a parent right now. I have three children whose safety is obviously the most important thing in my life so no one's questioning the importance of child safety what we are questioning is what these hearings are really about because the very same social media companies that are now being harangued and barracked by senators and it's extraordinary to watch because it's so theatrical you can tell it's propaganda even as you're watching it there are literally staged moments that couldn't have happened without pre-discussion and without conversation and organization is brilliant you're really going to enjoy this what we're actually questioning is what are these hearings really about it's a bit like the pandemic we all agree that human life is sacred that we should all protect one another love one another that we're all invested in one another and your safety and my safety and our collective safety are important and when we forget that we go crazy that's something we need to be reminded of like the pandemic period was exploited to introduce measures that were potentially advantageous either in terms of profit or the ability to regulate and legislate, perhaps this conversation around child safety is similarly open to exploitation in so much as it would grant governments the ability to censor and regulate social media companies that would inevitably go beyond getting rid of things that might be harmful for children. Let's have a look. For a start, there's this tweet by Glenn Greenwald. Tom Cotton, one of the senators conducting the inquiry, is a complete imbecile, as this clip vividly demonstrates. And both parties' fear-mongering over TikTok is grounded in dumb innuendo. There's far more evidence they're censoring for the U.S. government than China. This is all about more government control over social media. Now, Glenn Greenwald is obviously an expert in this subject and has worked long, hard, and successfully on the degree to which governments control sense, surveil their populations, working in ingenious ways to ensure that nothing we ever say cannot be tracked if necessary. So let's have a look at this inquiry and note how the CEO of TikTok is vilified and barracked by this extraordinary senator. And think about how theatrical it is. And note how language that's literally redolent of McCarthyism is used. Are you a member of the Communist Party? Are you a member of the Communist Party? How do I know Singapore's even a real place? If he openly declares himself to be a communist,
13: we take his word for it. I think they then had a lawsuit and it was overturned. I, I can't remember. The no, details. no. It, it's it another was company. The Biden administration that reversed those sanctions, just like, by the way, they reversed the terrorist designation on the Houthi Tip. Houthis in Yemen, how's that working out for them?
16: I think the man that sits behind Mr. Cotton is Tom Cotton's inner life. Like, that's actually what happens in Tom Cotton's mind, just some sort of kind of, "Oh, oh, just sort of staring. His expression doesn't change during this entire inquiry. He's either bored by it or understands it on a level so deep that it doesn't register.
13: But it was sanctioned as a Chinese Communist military
16: companies. He's got a bit of a nerve saying that because social media companies in the United States have explicit ties to both the military and have often engaged with deep state organizations like the CIA and FBI. We know that because of the Twitter files and it's pretty clear that ultimately what the government wants is control over social media sites to sort of claim that there's a connection between the Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese military and TikTok when TikTok is a company founded in China is actually superfluous. Of course there is, it's from China. It's very difficult to create a company in America that's both successful and doesn't have ties to the state and what we're watching now is the dramatization of the government looking to get control over social media companies that have become too big and powerful sometimes that might be beneficial to ordinary people sometimes that might be deleterious to ordinary people What the government want is to be able to use that power for their own ends what would make people join them in that
13: crusade well if it was i don't know uh, threatening to my children
16: we'll use that then
13: you said today as you often say that you live in singapore Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. You keep saying Singapore. Now, why do you love it so much? Do you want to marry it? Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship?
16: You can see that Xu Chu is considerably more intelligent than Mr. Khan. It's sort of talking to him how you might talk to somebody on the other side of a bus window bound for a lunatic asylum. Okay. Okay. If you truly believe that you're Napoleon, I'm sure you are.
7: Senator, I served my nation I'm in Singapore. At, I, no, I, I did not.
13: Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two, two and a half ha- years. <laughs> yes,
16: yeah, that's what we do in Singapore. Uh huh. And I suppose you go to sleep in a Singaporean house at night,
13: do you? Goddamn, Connie! Do Singapore. you have any other? Do you have any other passports from any other nation? No, Senator. Your wife is an American citizen. Your children are American citizens. That's have correct. You, have you ever applied for American citizenship? Not, no, not yet. Okay.
16: Okay. This isn't going how I planned it. Now, time to bring out the big guns.
13: Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party?
16: (laughs) That's a really weird thing
14: to say, isn't it?
7: If a person supports organizations labeled communist by the Department of Justice, she may be a communist.
16: Also, would the Chinese Communist Party even let you in
13: if you were from Singapore? They'd probably be quite restrictive of that.
7: Senator, I'm Singaporean. No.
13: Have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party?
7: No, Senator. Again, okay. I'm a Singaporean.
13: You sometimes dress up like you are,
16: remember? Like Justin Trudeau, how he pretends to be from another country sometimes, dressing himself up. You love communists, don't you?
13: Let me ask you some hopefully simple questions. You said earlier, in response to your question, that what happened at Tiananmen Square in June of 1989 was a massive protest. Did anything else happen
16: in Tiananmen Square? This is a weird bit. Because, like, all of us know about Tiananmen Square, the fellow with the carrier bags, the tank, all of that. He seems to be trying to blame old Shu Chu for to Adam and Square. He's already said he's from Singapore. Probably weren't even born when that happened. Look how young he is. It's kind of weird. And as Glenn Greenwald said in his tweet, full of innuendo. We all know that that was a terrible massacre. I don't think anyone's saying, do you know who I like? China. And in particular, I like their massacres. I'm not suggesting that TikTok don't surveil, don't spy, isn't a manipulative space. I'm sure it's all of those things. What I'm saying is this inquiry is not about that. It's certainly not about protecting your children. They don't care about protecting your children. They still haven't done a proper inquiry into what the hell went on on Epstein Island. If you care about children, look into that. Let's look at children's health. Let's look at diets and pharmaceutical measures that were taken in the last few years that may or may not have been beneficial to children. If children's safety is the issue, don't just focus on an aspect of children's safety that can be utilised to advance a particular agenda. It should be, we care about children's safety in all areas of life. That's why Kraft Foods and McDonald's are in a hell of a lot of trouble. We're shutting that shit. They're not going to do that, are they? Why? Because it's profitable and it can't be utilised in order to advance a censorship and surveillance agenda
13: yes i think it's well documented there was a massacre
16: we can't continue to make this content without your love devotion and faith and we appreciate them all we also need of course our loving sponsors and partners like field of greens now resolving to eat healthier this year was easy actually doing it that ain't so easy better nutrition is a key to health and longevity we want to stick around here for the revolution don't we and a healthy diet could even help you avoid health risks that run in your family how is your family field of greens is my healthy super fruit and vegetable habit. It's one of the best habits I've ever had. It's the only fruit and vegetable product that literally promises better health. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health if you can get an appointment or you will get your money back. Do your vitamins or green drinks promise better health? They're unable to. Each super fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was doctor selected by our actual doctor for a specific health benefit, not at random. Some support the heart, some support the lungs, some support the kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. Look, if you resolve to get healthier in 24, it all starts with Fill the greens. I've managed through my own techniques to get you 15% off your first order and free rush shipping. They're not going to muck about waiting for hoofies to attack the ship. They're getting it that stuff to you. Visit brickhouserussell.com and use the promo code BRAND. It's posted here. That's promo code BRAND, B-R-A-N-D, my name, at brickhouserussell.com. Two S's, two L's. Let's get back into our content because this world needs us. It ain't going to save itself.
13: Um, There was an indiscriminate slaughter of hundreds or thousands of Chinese citizens.
16: No, it was more than a mass. Don't just say it was a massacre. You enjoyed it. Were you there that day? Were you either him or the guy in the tank, even more likely? I don't think he understands what Singapore is, what China is, what history is. He's so confused. I actually think the bull geezer at the back is controlling him. I can't become a senator, not with this crazy face, but this pretty boy, you
13: can do it, Cotton. Do you agree with the Trump administration and the Biden administration that the Chinese government is committing genocide against
16: the Uyghur people. No, also this bit, like he's pretending to care about the Uyghur people. Like you can tell that geezers. What's happening to the Uyghur people? Can we do something about the Uyghurs? I think it's outrageous that they can't practice their religious beliefs in China. Let's just think about the Uyghurs. Now what's happening to the Uyghur people in China is outrageous. It's disgusting. It might even be a genocide. But what it isn't is of any concern to Mr Cotton. And he don't care about it in the context of this inquiry. He's just pulling out all of the bad things that have ever happened. Have you seen the movie House Age, that squirrel? He had months to live before froze to death. Goddamn dinosaurs, they all dropped dead because of asteroids. I'm from Singapore, mate. (laughs) I don't know about this.
7: Senator, I've said this before, I think it's really important that anyone who cares about this topic or any topic can freely express themselves Very on simple, TikTok. Chris.
16: Key point there. Anyone who cares about these topics can freely express themselves on TikTok. Now he's taking us to the heart of the matter because what this inquiry is about is we should be able to censor the information that's on TikTok. He's saying, get on TikTok and talk about Uyghurs and sort that out. Now in China, I imagine that information is heavily censored because for the internal politics of China, that's an important subject over here. You know, the Uyghurs, people aren't doing a great deal about it, are they? Let's face it. But what they I believe, want to control. I believe what this Congressional or Senate inquiry is interested in establishing is the ability to censor information that could cause disobedience, uprising, counter disinformation, organization, lack of trust in political institutions, lack of trust in the media, the breakdown of the pandemic narrative. This is what we're witnessing now along with the ubiquitous now censorship laws that have been passed in Canada, UK, EU, US. People have realized, the powerful have realized, oh no, this online technology means that people can instantaneously communicate. News organizations can formulate around counter-narratives Communities can organize around different ideas We have to shut that down Of course misinformation is a thing But I'll tell you what is actual definite real-time misinformation Is Tom Cotton pretending to care about Uyghurs and Tiananmen Square When actually all any of them care about is control of new media spaces I know that because I've seen how the government in my country Give money to organizations like Logically AI And a bunch of other organizations to censor stories Well, let me tell you what the topics are Pandemic and Big Pharma Moderna have been involved in that. War and the origins of the Ukraine-Russia conflict. True information gets censored around that. January 6th, an uprising and insurrection. Truckers' movement. Oh, it's interesting, they're all counter-narratives where there's definitely been an attempt to control information and prevent true but unhelpful information getting out.
13: And that's what this inquiry is about. It's a very simple question that unites both parties in our country and governments around the world is the Chinese government committing genocide against the Uyghur people.
16: I may have a lot of beefs with Joe Biden and Donald Trump, but when the three of us get together and the subject of the Uyghur people comes up, as it inevitably does because we all care so much about the Uyghur people, that's why you'll never find exploitative practices within companies like Apple or Facebook or Meta or any of our energy companies or Halliburton or any of those guys, because if it could happen to a Uyghur, it could happen to any of us. Oh, God. I promised myself I wouldn't cry. They're not all united. Like, that's not what brings people together, like a can of Coca-Cola, Uyghurs, is it? You never hear Uyghurs talked about, except in that brief moment where mentioning a Uyghur would legitimise censorship. Uh, could we say anything? I don't know, Uyghurs. What are Uyghurs again? Oh, There's just some Muslim people in China that are being put in concentration camps. Oh, how's that relevant to me? You could say you cared about them in order to censor TikTok. I do care about Uyghurs. He's going to regret pretending to care about them Uyghurs because I think the Uyghurs actually have been employed almost at near-slave labour levels to do work for Apple and indeed Apple have enormous contracts in China and the American government have to have a good relationship with Apple and when bloody their leader of China comes to America Tim Cook he's right in there from Apple he's right over the meeting them so if you actually cared about the Uyghurs you wouldn't just be bothering this poor geezer from Singapore although I recognize he's the CEO of TikTok he's not nobody but what I'm saying is is Tom Cotton and all of this entire inquiry, if what they really cared about was Uyghurs, they've got a real direct route to the Chinese president, the head of Apple. They've got so many ways of doing it. It's not like this bloke's got his pent-up rage about Uyghurs. He's never had a chance to mention it ever before up till now. Finally, you're from China. No, I've told you, Singapore. Ah, that's near enough. Do something about those goddamn Uyghurs. I thought we were here to talk about TikTok censorship. I don't I get to that when we finish talking about those Uyghurs.
7: Senator, anyone, including, you know, you can come yes, and yes, talk yes, about no. this topic. I'm asking you, yes, any no. topic
13: you are a worldly, cosmopolitan, well-educated man. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Look at you.
16: Are you gay? I have told you, I've got a wife and children. And anyway, what's that got to do? I say, are
13: you gay? Express many opinions on many topics. Is the Chinese government committing genocide against the Uyghur people? Actually, Senator, I talk mainly about my company. <laughs>
16: I'm sort of quite busy at TikTok. I mean, I think so. I'm not sure it's complicated. Oh, you've put me in a corner. But actually, if you really care about the Uyghurs, do something about the Uyghurs with like the president of China
13: and the president of Apple. And I'm yes, here to yes talk or, about what yes TikTok no. does. Yes or no. You're here, we to, you're, allow you're here to give testimony that's truthful and honest and complete.
16: It's theater isn't it? It's like Tom Cotton is seen other inquiries and he's doing an impersonation of what he's seen at other inquiries significantly the McCarthy trials where saying things like are you a member of the Communist Party was one of the repeated refrains and McCarthyism is something you should be aware of because McCarthyism was using the threat of communism to impose control over the entertainment industry which I understand exists to this day to generate fear so that people won't speak up and generate solidarity with one another to look for ways to persecute and crush dissent to generate control when there was a perceived external threat the threat now is domestic threat we all know that the threat now is you can't keep a population under the level of control you once could by saying China are terrifying Russia are terrifying you can't do that anymore people now have the ability to get a different type of perspective on reality by using different news sources aggregating them we all live in a different world now and that world is hard to control and what's being created now is the mechanic to control it
13: let me ask you this Joe Biden last year said that Xi Jinping was a dictator do you agree with Joe Biden that Xi Jinping a dictator?
16: Senator,
7: I'm not going to comment on any world leaders.
13: What? Now Mark Zuckerberg is a divisive
16: figure in these spaces. In fact, like you know, he's a billionaire CEO of Meta. So we all assume that his affiliations will be with the state. Certainly we know that he censored true information on behalf of the state during the pandemic.
10: Kind of establishment on that, you know, asked for a bunch of things to be censored that in
16: retrospect ended up being more debatable or, or true. Indeed, Jimmy Dore tweeted on March fifteenth, twenty twenty, Mark Zuckerberg privately contacted Anthony Fauci saying, I also wanted to share a few ideas of ways we could help you get your- your message out. Zuckerberg then censored scientists, professors, doctors, nurses, and citizens from criticizing Fauci's recommendations regarding lockdown, school closures, and COVID mandates and silenced all criticisms of experimental mRNA vaccines. Facebook classified mRNA vaccine injuries as malinformation, meaning information that is likely true but still should be censored to prevent doubts about the experimental mRNA vaccines. Numerous Facebook mRNA vaccine injury support groups with hundreds of thousands of members were banned. So Facebook, when they were compliant with the government agenda were favored now it seems the government have a slightly different agenda plainly to introduce more regulatory measures and to control Facebook nominally and explicitly in order to protect children but pause for a moment do they really care about your children I'm not saying that they don't care about your children I sort of am I suppose but I'm saying that there are lots of areas of public and political and financial life where the care of your children is relegated how are your children's nutritional standards being taken care of what about American infrastructure healthcare information how How are children generally being protected? Were there any medical measures in the last few years that potentially were not as beneficial as was claimed? Whether that's taking children out of school, making children wear masks, potentially recommending certain medications that might not have been beneficial for children. So once again let's have a look at how Mark Zuckerberg is handled in this Senate inquiry and in particular notice that what takes place is plainly a staged event. Their control of social media is about controlling your perception of reality, not protecting your children. A stunning moment Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg faced a withering grilling over
15: allegations his company is failing to protect children on social media. There's
13: families of victims here today.
16: And look at the politicians, again, this other one. Look at the style of it. Look at the tone of it. Imagine the sort of psychological and egoic state.
13: There's families of victims here today.
16: (laughs) One consistent thing, and I'm beginning to think the mastermind is that bald geezer, because he's there again, and he's still not interested.
15: Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so
13: now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures.
15: Zuckerberg stood and turned to address the hearing
16: room filled with the families. That is a sort of a prep moment. Let me reiterate once again that children's lives being negatively affected and ended as a result of information shared online is of course terrible and awful. What I'm questioning is, is this inquiry really about protecting children or is the protection of children merely a spearhead that will allow a lot of other regulations to be passed? A kind of Patriot Act, shall we call it, for online spaces that will lead to regulation, censorship and surveillance. Certainly we know that typically our governments have that appetite, certainly we know our governments have been doing that for years, certainly we know that our governments are terrified of independent media and independent political movements emerging out of it and the opposition that's generated in these spaces. And what I query is the degree to which they care about child safety, which like any parent I believe is should be paramount for all of us.
15: Many held signs with photos of loved ones who they say have suffered because of social media.
16: <laughs> Look Mark Zuckerberg now, who's like a sort of a, obviously a billionaire and everything, but he's just a nerdy guy. Clearly a person with some pretty strong ties to government when it's convenient. Certainly a person who, during the pandemic period, was willing to have a particular type of relationship with the government. And I'm sure even that, I'd pray, was motivated by a desire to do good. I'm not going to assume that everybody's evil unless there's corroborating evidence. I really think that's an important way to go. But what I'm saying is this situation where these poor, either grieving or hurt parents are holding up these pictures because they've been told to by someone like, what we're going to do is we're going to have mom you hold up a picture, then the press, oh, this is a bit is it where we're gonna do the photograph. It's a staged moment. So that all of us start to associate online censorship children's safety. Online censorship, children's safety. But the genie's out of the box, they're already trying to pass hate speech laws in Ireland where they're not clear about what they mean by hate. Oh, just hate, badness, stuff we don't like. Is that what you mean? The UK online safety bill, which was brought about at the time that I was being attacked and we now know that various agencies were involved in that attack. We've made videos about that elsewhere, you can have a look for yourself. So what you do know is you cannot trust the government. What you do know is that the government wants to control online spaces and what you do know is if the government genuinely care about children, child safety and child health, there's a lot of ways I could do it with food, traffic safety, nutrition, poverty. There are so many ways to look at improving child safety but this way of protecting child safety gives them more power. Isn't it curious that's the one they've chosen to focus on.
9: Wow that moment is something that I believe that we are going to be looking back on and talking about for quite some time. And
16: then using to legitimize some draconian online censorship measures which I suppose, will be beneficial to the legacy media because our main competitor is independent media. In fact, any time that we get a chance to destroy an independent media figure, we should really get on board with that. Whether it's Joe Rogan and the horse paste or any independent media figures with dissenting views, we should find, in fact, anything we can to destroy them because we're going to be annihilated otherwise. This is a convenient piece of legislation that allows the control of social media under that most of reasons, the protection of children. Who among us doesn't want to protect children? Uh, Many of Epstein's clients, yeah, don't worry about that, forget that story. That's not convenient right now. So you just have to ask yourself, is this about protecting children or is this about them being able to maintain control over a space that is volatile and doubtless has content and it is harmful to all human beings, but they don't care about that. They care about control.
17: This is the one issue we are putting party aside and saying, no.
16: No, no, Uyghurs, Uyghurs, that's the one issue.
17: Oh, yes, no, Vegas. that's important as well. This will not happen to America's children. all Vegas.
15: Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri continued to blast the billionaire. Shouldn't you be
13: held accountable personally?
12: I'm actually got into this now.
13: You're a billionaire. Will you set up a victim's compensation fund with your money, the money you made on these families sitting behind you, yes or no?
16: Interestingly, Michael Tracy tweeted this: "Senators are going wild right now, screaming about how social media is anti-Semitic and pro-China, and sharing all their latest theories about sex grooming techniques online. While Biden gets ready to commence a new strategic bombing campaign that they have not authorised. Hashtag #Priorities." Again, it's very difficult to take them seriously in all their valor and all their bombast when we know that wars are escalating across the planet that no one's voted for and we're expected to fund. And now for a statement that's beyond irony.
0: Mr. Zuckerberg you and the companies before
16: us have blood on your hands now wash that blood off your hands pick up some missiles and drop them On Iran. What do the Senate and Senators and the entire political system care about? Your children, who they're hoping will go to war for them, incidentally, in Iran, or do they care about control over the public sphere and the information channels that exist between us right now? I can tell you from personal experience, they care very, very deeply about being able to control the space between this and your consciousness and what you say and what I hear. They are terrified of this type of communication. They're terrified of communities that are starting to coalesce and become disobedient and disenchanted with a narrative that's why they go for something emotional that goes past the rational mind and right into fear and terror we've got to protect your children there are a lot of things that we need to protect our children from and i would include on that long list the government but that's just what i think why don't you let me know what you think in the comments in the chat remember we stream every day on a channel that's not included in that hearing as a matter of fact and i applaud them for that also you can become a supporter of our content we do an extra video for you every week and it's always a banger plus we do conversations with great journalists and you can pose questions to them join us if you can stay free hey thanks for watching if you want to see more uncensored content where free speech can flourish join our live stream click the link right here to watch the next video if you want to or become a member of a growing movement download the rumble app and you'll be informed every time we make a new piece of content stay free
8: they have crews here that operate in New York do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail.
10: Oh. Spirit
8: for you.
10: What's up, guys? Boy, Benny. Here's a shocker for you. It turns out that when you are native to a community, like you were born there and raised there, and maybe your family lives there, you don't like it when foreign-born people break the law, move into your neighborhood Strip that place of its public resources, strip your children of places to go to school and practice sports, and then act ungrateful for it all by behaving like criminals. Turns out that your political power gets diluted and you feel like you're being replaced. Oh, wow, this sounds like a scary thing. You're not supposed to say that. Okay, well then, let's let people from Barack Obama's neighborhood say it, shall we? Here are what the all-black residents of the virtually all-black south side of Chicago have to say about their neighborhoods becoming criminal, illegal, alien dumping grounds. We have a hard no for immigrants coming to a very hard note. We come in a community of black
17: people where we already get the low scraps. And then you want to take the little scraps, the resources
11: that we have, and put us at the bottom of the barrel? That's not fair, and I won't have it.
10: Uh, Oh, baby. Okay. So this is what the south side of Chicago is saying. These are young men who were paraded into the neighborhood. I don't see... See a single white person there. It's a white supremacist conspiracy theory that you're being replaced. Okay, well, what about this entire gymnasium full of black people who have every right to demand that their community also be treated with respect? Here are these young footballers who are brought in to that community because they've lost their practice field. These young men have lost their ability to practice football in Chicago because they're football fields, gymnasium, and schools have all been turned into migrant shelters. Look at the people cheering and screaming at the school board that has done all of this. So, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is a massive countrywide issue that is enraging for so many. It really doesn't matter your skin color. It really doesn't matter where you're from. If you are a native-born American... If you were born here and if you live here, if this is where your family is, and people who – listen, some of them are criminals. But what I mean by criminal alien is they broke American law. By entering this country illegally, they automatically broke American law. Based on the letter of the 1964 Immigration Act, by staying here illegally, they're also breaking the law. Every second they're here, they're committing a felony, a federal one at that. So that means you're a criminal migrant, but you're also a criminal migrant if you beat up a New York City cop, which is what happened in Manhattan when a bunch of illegals, and this was bound to happen, uh, decided to pummel nearly to death a New York City police officer. What happened? They are free to do it again. They were let out with bail, and then they flipped off the cameras. Yeah. Play this on repeat during the election year.
9: Fox News now, NYPD making two more arrests, illegal immigrants and that attack on officers. Those suspects also allegedly stole an officer's cell phone. Well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. He was seen, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after
10: being released without bail. So this should be the biggest news story in the country and in the world. People are furious about it, including the head of the police union in New York. They're in jail right now. They brutally attacked a New York City
0: police officer and a lieutenant. Our criminal justice system is upside down. It fails every day.
10: Hmm. Well, maybe, pal, it's because, and this, of course, shouldn't be happening to any cop. You hit a cop, you should go to prison. You should get a maximum sentence. That shouldn't happen. But it's, of course, happening because, well, one, New York City is a sanctuary city. So New York City is duty-bound and legally obligated to provide food and shelter and a job for these criminal aliens. And they know it. It's why they all choose to go there. And so now New York City is collapsing under the weight of that insane obligation and the weight of what they voted for. New York City is getting exactly what they voted for. And the people of New York are starting to snap over it, including this incredible red pill moment on CNN by one of CNN's legal correspondents. A man was on CNN talking to the morning show, about these illegal criminal aliens and how they operate in gangs that steal in New York and then go down and do business in Florida and then come back and steal in New York and they continue that cycle. And the question was asked, why do they do that? The answer from the legal correspondent makes the CNN host gasp, this incredible moment of blackpilling on CNN. We
11: don't touch our police officers. We don't touch anybody. Thank you,
2: everybody. I mean, we're hearing a change when it comes to immigration in general from President Biden on down to hear her talk about that. It is also directly related to the fact that these were police officers. Does that have any impact? Does that change anything?
8: Well, it's so complicated because, you know, you're a New Yorker. You move through the city every day, as I do. We see these people. We touch these people. They're out looking for work. They're delivering our food. They're at the gas stations in the car wash uh, I mean, these are people who came in waves, you know, 170,000 probably to New York City. Um, but within that group, this hardworking, you know, throngs of people in search of hope and a better life, there is this one or you know, criminal element that looks at a different opportunity here. These individuals, I went over their rap sheets yesterday, mm-hmm. multiple charges, grand larceny, robbery, attempted robbery, grand larceny, grand larceny uh... this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters they were doing organized retail theft they were doing snatches on the street iphones ipads clothing so on and so forth uh, one of them that they are still seeking has ten charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on and i'm looking at the dates that their arrest started which is probably close to when they got here they've only been here a couple of months so what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in new york do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh. Great point. <laughs>
9: <not done> this <laughs> Did you see the
10: reaction? <laughs> why don't they stay in Florida? Because in Florida you go to prison for behaving like a criminal, for doing crime. Go to
8: Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh. Great
14: point.
10: <laughs> Look at the, the responses to these dorks. They don't know what to say. These, what, the, the white libs on CNN don't know what to say to the harsh reality that having no laws, no rules, no border, no criminal convictions for these people get-out-of-jail-free card, no consequence, a world of no consequences for these people is backfiring on them. Again, this is what dark blue Chicago looks like as residents take over their city council heckling Democrat mayor for trying to set up a colony of illegal criminal migrants inside of the city. You'll see a guy with a Black Lives Matter shirt on. You'll see people of all stripes screaming, saying, You're not going to be bringing in populations of people that don't share our traditions, that don't share our language, that are changing forever and stripping the resources of this city to the bare bones. Listen, man, how bad is it? AOC can't even do an interview in New York anymore. Man, when socialist AOC is incapable of getting to a camera and saying something, which is like her only talent then you know you got a problem. Jamal Bowman's in the back there. Looks like he's about ready to pull the fire alarm. Listen to this. talking outside they're talking outside of the roosevelt hotel in new york record numbers of buses are being dropped off by texas new york city officials went to court to try and temporarily end or modify the right to shelter law migrants state that the salvation army has had a hand in shipping the migrants to dc migrant court dates are in 2025 Migrants are also being flown into New York in record numbers. City officials, state hotels are taking advantage of New York City and overcharging. No end in sight. No end in sight to the migrant crisis. The, enti- the dumping ground for the third world, ladies and gentlemen. And people are beginning to finally absolutely snap. They're snapping on AOC. They're, I mean, they're, scrim- they're, they're screaming at AOC, at AOC's events. Oh AOC has got to know. AOC's response to this. All right,
14: all right, listen, all right, listen, listen, okay, listen.
10: Uh, all right, so AOC does like a racist pantomime of a Puerto Rican housewife, I guess? I don't know. Democrats have even put up graphics like this. Dems made this graphic of an electrified fence, our military standing guard, alligators in a moat, Donald Trump MAGA border solutions. I'll take it. I'll take it. We're just going to put a little zappy fence right there. Donald Trump, border solution. <laughs> Only one thing can make it better. Add <laughs> <McCloskey. laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, baby. Give it to me. <laughs> oh, the backlash. Oh, the backlash.
8: Hear this. Sear in this York, into
10: your mind. Do all the
8: stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money, and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail.
14: Oh.
10: Keep us back on this. (laughs) Nothing hits harder than reality. Oh, you'll never see me do that on my show because I don't lie to you professionally. We live in reality. It's good that those CNN anchors got a little dose of it. And I think that this is just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. The people are pissed in these neighborhoods. They're angry. And I stand linked arm in arm with the people of the Bronx and the south side of Chicago. This has nothing to do with race. This has nothing to do with where people actually come from. This has everything to do with the organized invasion of our country, with people who were born here, who are here legally, versus people who broke our laws and continue to break our laws as they stay here, beat up our cops, strip us of resources, um, and many of them behaving like criminals and then they get released onto the street to do it again what an insult to you to me to the people that paid the taxes to support this society and is untenable something ladies and gentlemen has got to give or give up or put up put up a border wall put
7: up
17: a border wall Some D.C. residents we spoke with actually expressed sympathy towards the people wiping out the aisles.
2: I'm stuck. I mean, it's bad to do at the same time. They're probably doing it for a reason. They need those things, but they shouldn't just be going in and clearing the shelves because this isn't sustainable for the store. A
9: lot of folks actually can't afford any of the things in there. i Am not saying that ceiling has to be the solution to that, right? However, I don't know, maybe the city can provide more accessible resources to unhoused or under-income folks that can provide them like Hair care, bodily care, hygiene care, et cetera. That could be an option.
6: How's everybody doing? My name is Anthony Brian Logan. And today we got to talk about D.C. liberals defending criminals who stole so much from a local CVS store that it closed down. Now, the video you saw at the very beginning of this video was kind of old from about three months ago. If you guys are wondering, yes, that's been around for a while, but there's an update. You see, in that video, it was just a bunch of empty shelves, and it was kind of an oddity. Like, how is this store still open with pretty much nothing in there? People are stealing, and nobody does anything about it. It's not really a big deal. Now, the update is that the store has closed down, finally. I mean, how much stealing can the store take? I'm talking about there was so much stealing going on there was nothing in there aside from a couple of key items now before i go any further into it let's get to the older video first then the update and of course both will be in the box if you're on ig visit the link in the bio go to the corresponding article on the website but without further ado let's go ahead and roll it
11: yes store
17: in dc's columbia heights neighborhood being repeatedly targeted by thieves take a look at this video here now the shelves are bare and empty. Fox 5 Sierra Fox in Northwest. What's
6: the point of even opening the store like that? There's nothing in there. Why? What is the purpose? I don't understand. This is just really strange. If you're going in there working, you got to understand that you're about to get fired because they're going to close down. How can the store be open with nothing in the store?
17: After checking it out and hearing from customers that are concerned about the 14th Street location. Take a look here, when you walk into this CVS, you think the store is closing because there's barely anything on the shelves. In fact, the only items in stock are the ones that are locked up. I did ask an employee what gets stolen the most and they just laughed and said everything.
6: Everything, everything gets stolen except for the items that are locked up. This is why some stores, and pardon me for the bad freeze rain, Miss Lady, but this is why some stores have the entire store locked up. You gotta get the manager open up the store if you want to get uh, some some deodorant toothpaste toothbrush whatever you want you got to get the manager to come help you and at a certain point why even go to a store for that just go to amazon or something like that order it and have it delivered straight to your house and hopefully you don't have porch pirates which is a different story and i digress and if i didn't say it this is our nation's capital washington dc
17: everything. I spoke with multiple customers who say it's frustrating. It makes me not want to shop there to be honest. I go and get my
2: prescription and then when I need other things I go elsewhere because there's nothing there
1: to get.
17: According to people who work at the CBS in Columbia Heights, a big group of kids, like 45 or more, walk in before school, after school, and late at night to steal chips and drinks. They even throw the food and beverages on the ground and stomp on them, leaving behind a big mess. Fox 5 did witness teens doing that while inside the business and even after they walked outside. Staff at CVS have been alerted that thieves are aware of when new shipments come in, and that's when they target the store.
6: Let's, Let's pause for a minute. So they do have a pharmacy, or they had a pharmacy because they're closed now. So that's in there. But aside from that, there's nothing ever in there because whenever they do stock the shelves, teens come in there and just take it. Now, I was a teen at one point myself. I never did anything like that. That's ridiculous, man. That's, that's totally crazy, because, you know, at a certain point, there's got to be some kind of punishment for these teens. But if there's no punishment, they don't really care. The parents don't care. It's whatever. And you know what? Y'all know I'm from Virginia. I've been to D.C. a lot. The last time I was in D.C. was before J6. This was on November 20, and one thing I saw, which is what you really don't see in other places, other cities, homeless young people. I'm talking about teenager-looking people, 18, 19, 20 years old, sleeping outside on the ground. It it, it was totally crazy. Normally what you see is like more 20-somethings, you know, dope fiends. I'm talking about 16-year-olds wearing backpacks outside on the ground sleeping in D.C., Real talk, but I digress. I'm not saying they're homeless, but I'm just saying D.C. is different.
17: We're told that street vendors are allegedly paying people to go in and steal stuff so they can resell it. When we walked down 14th Street in Northwest D.C., we did notice street vendors selling toothbrushes, men and women body wash, car fresheners, as well as laundry and cleaning supplies, which are some of the same items no longer available at CVS. However, there is no direct evidence at this time that it did come from the store.
6: Come on, you know exactly where it came from. You You think it just happened? to the, these street vendors happen to be outside on the ground with a, a carpet or something at best, a Latin's carpet with, um, with Tide Pods and Crest and Old Spice. They just happen to come across that from Amazon or some kind of shipment or did it come straight from CVS? And they're probably one block away at best, maybe even right across the street, maybe even right out front the side of the store. Rather than going inside the store, you could just stop right there, get whatever you want, and go about your business.
17: Some D.C. residents we spoke with actually expressed sympathy towards the people wiping out the aisle. Here we go. I'm stuck. I mean, it's bad to do at the same time. They're probably doing it for a reason. They need those things, but they shouldn't
2: just be going in and clearing the shelves because this isn't sustainable for the store.
9: A lot of folks actually can't afford any of the things in there. I'm not saying that scaling has to be the solution to that, right? However, I don't know, maybe... The city can provide more accessible resources to unhoused or under-income under folks that can provide them, like, hair care, bodily care.
6: Hair care? Hair care? If you're on the street and you have nowhere to live, why is hair care even a thing, my man? Who cares? Like, be nappy, be, be crazy, be Dr. bounty hunter at best. It doesn't matter.
17: Hygiene care, et cetera.
9: That could be an option.
17: Now, that CBS on 14th Street in particular does have one security guard inside during business hours, but customers and employees we spoke with say they don't think that's enough and that they want to see these shoplifters held accountable for their actions and prosecuted.
6: We- so that's what's going on. Now, one thing about D.C. also, aside from the teens, when I was there back in 20, there was also a very strong Antifa presence. There was this one big, giant white guy looking like something from Lord of the Rings, an NPC from Elden Ring with a big staff banging on the ground. And I talked to my man, uh, Bobby Maxwell, shout out to him. He was like, yeah, it's probably him giving the signal to other Antifa out there that we were out there because we were out there for a march with with Blexit. Shout out Cannon. Shout out Charlie. But here's the next piece I want to show you guys. This is an update. Again, that was an older video. Here's the update.
13: On WUSA 9 News at 11, we begin with an unfortunate update for people who rely on the CBS in Columbia Heights. Thank you for being here with us tonight. I'm Lorenzo Hall.
9: I'm Leslie Foster, and CBS tells WUSA 9 it is getting ready to close the location on 14th Street in Northwest D.C. That is the one right outside the Columbia Heights metro station.
13: Now, this might all look familiar because we've shown you the bare shelves there
18: several times in the past six months. Employees say they can't keep much in stock. They say thieves are even targeting the store's trucks on delivery day.
9: So what's next for the employees and the people who pick up their prescriptions at this CVS pharmacy? Our Casey Nolan is outside the store in Northwest with answers. So uh, it's not a surprise at all. And it's sad for the neighborhood.
0: It's the news many say they could see coming.
9: I think I picked up like one item there one
11: time successfully.
0: Given how these shelves have looked for months. One the left is are the greeting
6: cards and um,
0: the sunblock. Since
11: at
6: le- greeting cards and sunblock was hilarious. That's all that's left in there? That's funny.
0: At least last October store employees at the CVS at 14th and Irving in Northwest say shoplifters have either stolen their stock or hit the delivery trucks before they could resupply the
9: store.
7: I live right down the street, and every time we see the trucks to restock,
9: we think, oh, they're, they're about to get robbed. <laughs> Anything you want at CVS, you can find on the sidewalk on a table. It's for sale.
0: Tuesday, <laughs> CVS confirmed it is closing this store on February 29th, and the pharmacy inside it. This is really going to harm the community of Columbia Heights. A lot of senior citizens depend on this
7: store.
0: It's the place I come to get my medicine, this woman told us. They can't do this, she said. By email, a CVS spokesperson said many factors are considered when deciding to close one of our stores, oh. such as local market dynamics, population shifts, store density, Safe? and other access points <laughs> to
6: meet the community. Uh, this PR, I mean, look, them, them teens, them kept like 16-year-old Fourteen-year-old black kids from Northwest, the Northwest part, keep coming in here on delivery day, stealing chips and drinks and all that kind of good stuff. That's what's happening. and wellness needs, and
0: said employees would be offered comparable roles within the company.
9: Just look around you; it's
0: in disarray. But longtime neighbors say this is a sign of a greater problem with crime in Columbia Heights.
9: And I'm looking right at the council and Ward mm. Rep
11: nadeau
0: specifically dc council member brian told wusa 9 in a statement she has spoken with cvs leadership and says this store is one of about 900 they are closing to quote reduce pharmacy density and points out that there nah, is another-
6: man, come on like be serious be serious they all know why it's closing. dc come on like that that store they're gonna they, they're gonna miss that store or CVS
0: in the Target across the street. A company spokesperson tells us this pharmacy will transfer all of its prescriptions to the CVS at 1755 Columbia Road Northwest.
6: About a 15-minute walk each way from this location. So there we go. That's what's happening. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, you got a problem with crime in the city? you just letting it go on? Not having any punishment for these young black kids? Why? Is it, is it because it's racist? Uh, what is What is the deal? When you allow crime and when the people excuse the crime, whether it be black, white, Puerto Rican candy strike, when they excuse the crime, then it's going to continue and the result is going to be job loss. It's going to be uh, resource loss. You can't build resources and build things in the community if you got this kind of lawless behavior that goes unchecked. It's very simple, but I think I'll leave that right there for now. And what say you, what's your take on the CVS closing in Northwest Washington, DC? Is it because of population density and like all that, you know, Google got they got from CVS in the statement or is it because of the feeling? Like just plain and simple, when the truck gets there, it's robbed immediately. Is that why it's closing? I think so. But whatever your thoughts are, let me know in the comments below. And that's all I gotta say for this video. If you like what you heard, please comment, rate, share, and subscribe. Peace.
7: We've got, by the way, a senator um, who they've installed like a new chip in his brain right now, uh, John Fetterman. So the Fetterbot is currently acting like he's a Republican.
18: Has woke leftist John Fetterman left the dark side and actually become base? Welcome back to the J.P. Rex channel, my beautiful freedom-loving friend, where we like to call out the lies, hypocrisy, and corruption of pirates, shine the light of awareness on woke absurdities, and highlight the amazing work of other freedom fighters. You know who John Fetterman is, uh, you know, really a challenged fella, seemingly uh, a puppet towing the line, uh, you know, the most leftist of all lines in the leftist agenda but now recently the past month or so john fetterman a couple things have changed now my question is is it authentic or is it deceptive is it meant to manipulate you or is it an earnest attempt to influence you through what he sees as a better way couple things that have changed this guy is shockingly speaking a fair bit more coherently now we're used to the john fetterman who makes biden look like a well-polished speaker but lately he's been just like talking like a human it's weird and secondly on the topic of is he actually based now he is no longer towing the line on an open border is loving we need to keep it open it's it's hateful to have a well a secure border No, he's now saying secure the border. And he's also not towing the leftist line on pro-Palestine, anti-Israel. He's being very pro-Israel and, like, literally waving Israeli flags in the faces of Palestinian protesters. What's going on? Let's take a look. And by the way, I will give you my opinion on what's going on, but more importantly, what's your opinion? As we go, let me know in the comments below. So we can see this tweet summarizing his quick take on the border. Why is this breaking? I have no idea. Breaking. Democrat Senator John Fetterman is calling for increased border security and for Democrats to work with Republicans to finally secure the border. Do you agree with him? Let's hear more about what Mr. Fetterman's saying about the border which is out of lockstep with the leftist policies that have been well destroying our country with an open border
15: if you look at the the numbers it's almost 270 thousand encounters and that's uh, that's a lot it's not uh, xenophobic to have a conversation about border security
18: whoa it's not xenophobic to have a conversation about border security okay that's definitely Breaking bonds of the leftist narrative. Now, that's something that you and I would probably agree with. Now, is that, well, I agree with Fetterman on that. Is that a bait to get us into some kind of manipulative trap? If it was, I'm guessing someone like you or I aren't going to fall for that trap. But think about other people who may not be as convicted in their values or beliefs and may not have the X-ray vision that you and I have to see through how things appear to be, to see the underlying deception and manipulation that might be. And here's another short clip. Senator Fetterman splits with left on border security and Israel from the hill
17: recent appearance with Jake Tapper that ran contrary to his party's base and received plaudits from those on the right. Let's take a look.
18: Because
0: obviously a lot of progressives on Twitter have been attacking you for your position on Israel, uh, for noting that, in your opinion, um, saying that there is a crisis at the border does not make one uh, xenophobic. Why do you think you've been so criticized by so many progressives?
15: I I honestly don't understand. I I don't understand why it's controversial to anybody to
18: decide by the way, I interrupt this regularly scheduled John Fetterman message to also point out he's talking like a normal person. That's interesting.
15: That you're going to stand with Israel in this situation. I honestly don't understand why it's controversial to say we, we need a secure border. Uh, I've been very clear. In fact, that was weaponized against me as Republicans in my race, that I'm very much uh, a strong supporter of immigration and, you know, my, my wife's family. I, that's the uh, Oregon story about that.
18: Uh, and Okay, that wasn't coherent, but one get out of incoherency jail free card.
15: I think two things can be true at the same time. You can be very supportive of immigration, but we also need to have a secure border.
18: Damn it! well, that is also something I agree with. I am supportive of immigration, as in legal immigration with due process. In other words, immigration policies that are enforced, I support that, cool. And I also heavily support a secure border. Wow, I am—I sure am—agreeing with John Fetterman on a couple things here, aren't I? And now this clip from the New York Post—you'll see John Fetterman leaving some kind of building. Looks pretty official to me. And there's a pro-Palestine protest going on. You know, kind of—oh no—the people who aren't fans of Jewish people for some reason need to let the world know where they stand. So you'll see John Fetterman come out. He's waving a little thing. It's a little out of focus for a second, but. What he's waving is, is an Israeli flag in the face of these pro-Palestinian protesters.
14: Yeah. What do we want? We we want to be fire. Fire. When do we want?
18: It? Yeah. No. What do we want? We we do we want? We
14: yeah.
18: yeah. I definitely still dresses like a goofball, shorts and a sweatshirt. That's fun, but for whatever reason uh that I don't think is based on anything other than Uh, Nefarious agenda of deception that divides people and gets them out of control functioning out of anger because ultimately they're functioning from a place of fear. This agenda of the left. Okay, you got to be pro-Palestine and anti-Israel, even though like you do the math it's like that kind of makes you Jew haters. So John Fetterman is breaking the lines of that and very openly not going with a party. Not going with a squad. He's, and yeah, I like Israel better. And this next, next clip, something very similar. John Fetterman is on a roof for some reason. I don't know if the guy also thinks he's Batman, but there's a pro-Palestine protest, riot, whatever you call it at this point, going on on the streets below, and you'll see Fetterman doing his Israeli flag tactic. This is a bigger Israeli flag.
14: Fetterman, Fetterman, you can-
6: Okay,
18: Uh, he just stands on the roof, holding the Israeli flag, out of line with the left. Now, we'll take a look at the opening clip, but the full clip of Jack Basibiak. He's a dude, uh, I've met him. I think he's great. I love his commentary. He's someone who understands nothing is as it seems. So you'll get his take. On Fetterman because it's like boy he's looking based is he actually based or is there something deceptive going on is this a tactic being weaponized against us before I watched this clip of Jack I was thinking basically what Jack says so I happen to agree with him and I'll give you my quick recap after this but first take a look at Jack Posebiak sharing with you what he thinks is going on with the all of a sudden changed john fetterman
7: we've got by the way a senator who they've installed like a new chip in his brain right now uh john fetterman
18: it might be a lot of adderall i don't know like the by the way the stroke or strokes that fetterman has had that had him like really like he just talks like really incoherently doesn't know what's going on can't read or can't like hear words and process them i don't know like has he actually just been naturally healing from a stroke did they put a new chip in his brain is it just like dude with enough adderall you can kind of function normally or by the way i don't actually believe this but i don't think anything is impossible so you could even say like hey when fetterman was running for senate and got elected and, you know, he was, by all rights, quite mentally disabled. Was that just an act to get sympathy votes or the illusion of votes? I don't know, but, you know, it's, it's questions. Let's hear more from Jack.
7: Where, so the Fetterbot is currently acting like he's a Republican, but it's, it's all a trick, right? We all get that, right? It's, a, it's classic election year pandering. Because Federbot is going to...
18: Classic election year pandering, it's a trick. Interesting.
7: Say, you know, we need to defend Israel and we need to do something about the border and we need to do something about fentanyl. And he, he sounds pretty good lately, right? He sounds like kind of a normal, almost a MAGA, like he could give a speech up here at a turning point event almost. But I'll tell you what the, what the end of the, the program is, is that Fetterbot, at the long end of this program, when the algorithm's done its process, they're going to come down and he's going to say, and that's why we need to endorse Joe Biden. And he's going to have all those people that say, well, this is a normal guy. I want him to endorse Joe Biden. And that's where it's going to come in. And that's the issue.
18: So here's why I believe what Jack Vesabiac is saying. First of all, I have never seen any evidence that Fetterman is anything other than a puppet pretty much installed. So what we know for sure Biden's border policies, the radical leftist view of Israel, these things that Fetterman is breaking the line uh, with, those policies are the opposite of popular. So, you know, just like Biden's definitely going to be the candidate in 2024, right? right? So whoever the candidate is, like, they face this adversity of like, dude, nobody likes our stance on the border. like, we got to keep doing it because of the agenda, but more people see it. They don't like it. What they do like is the opposite. They like a based point of view, which by the way, a base point of view is nothing more than a common sense point of view. So what if we have this guy Fetterman and other people also, by the way, what if we have this guy Fetterman come out and say the things that people actually like, therefore they start to like him and the more they like him the more they trust him and the more they get the more he gathers their trust the more he can then pass their trust on to and that's why we need to support Biden or Michael Obama or Gavin Newsom like whoever it's actually going to be that's what i think is actually going on i think this is a tactic leftists, communists trying to take over our country, they might be evil, and indeed they are, but they're also not stupid. They see when people don't like what they're doing, they see when people don't fall for what they're doing, they don't fall for their narrative, so is it beyond evil to use deceptive tactics? Let's get our puppets. We'll shove our hands way up there. And we'll get the puppets to say the things that people like so we can gather their trust, their support, and then pass that support on to those who don't deserve it. But it is a deceptive trap of baiting people into the trap. We'll say the things they like, even though it's like, opposite oh, what we're going to do. And then pass that trust on to those who don't deserve it is that what's that what's going on with Fetterman? I can't be for certain. All I can say is that's how it appears to be to me. That's the best sense of what I can make of the situation. But let me know what your thoughts are on Fetterman. Is he actually based or is he a deceptive puppet being used to manipulate the pub- public to voting for someone who probably doesn't deserve your vote. You let me know in the comments, look forward to hearing what you think about this and with that said, my freedom loving friend, thank you for watching this video. I, I truly do appreciate you. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to my channel, turn on your bell notifications. See you next time. But first I've got a special non. Okay.
12: Yeah. The guy was blackmailed. He was blackmailed? Three months. Whoa. So most members, they actually have and they have affairs with other council people, congress people, congress members, getting know, and they have like parties and stuff. It's like you say about sex parties. Whoa! A new
18: undercover video published by James O'Keefe reveals members of Congress are coerced to vote a certain way through blackmail, extortion, after affairs and sex parties. Madison Cawthorn wasn't lying either. These are your elected congressional leaders. <laughs> Welcome back to the JP React Channel, my beautiful freedom-loving friend, where we like to call out the lies, hypocrisy, and corruption of tyrants and Satan, shedding the light of awareness on woke absurdities, and we do, in fact, like to highlight the amazing work of other freedom fighters. James O'Keefe, in my opinion, is absolutely an amazing freedom fighter. I have met James. I've seen James give a lecture on how to do undercover investigative journalism, which in this video you just saw a clip of, you'll see more of it. James O'Keefe is in fact doing undercover investigative journalism, which I'm surprised he himself can still do it because he's so well known and you'd think like these leftist lunatics would all have like James O'Keefes picture on hand, like don't talk to this guy, let alone don't tell him secrets let alone don't tell him dirty, dark, evil secrets. <laughs> but he got a Capitol Hill intern to reveal some secrets to him directly, and we see his undercover footage. We'll show you that video, but the context of this that I discerned, the Capitol Hill intern that he's conversing with uh, very much appears to be a gay man, and James O'Keefe in some of the footage, it seemingly trying to act a little gay, so my guess, and this is speculation, that James O'Keefe set up this undercover investigative expose by posing as a gay man to be out on a date with this intern who definitely said some things he probably shouldn't have said according to his bosses but if you're a fan of freedom and therefore truth you're glad they've been said and you're glad that James O'Keefe has gone to the trouble of exposing them. The full video is 20 minutes. We're just going to watch the first section so we have the backbone of it. But please check out James O'Keefe on Instagram for the full video. And if you don't already follow James O'Keefe, of course, I'd recommend it.
12: Let's take a look. Hey, you're not like,
18: you're not a Trump fan, are
12: you? No. John, let me put John.
18: Well, that's also a separate problem. This Capitol Hill intern works on Capitol Hill. You know, the same building where the... Insurrection happened. It's saying
12: Donald needs to die. That's also a problem. Donald needs to die. Huh? I said, well, then Donald needs to go. The majority of the work that I do is policy, because that's where my degree is in. Policy. It's focused in policy. And so I do a lot of that's why I go to a lot of embassies and a lot of events at the White House. you me, you at the White House? I go to the White House. So do you have to keep your mouth kind of shut because you're working for a Republican? You can't say. Well, I
18: don't get yeah. get to the point here in a second, but it's interesting. This intern works for a Republican, about the intern saying like I'm not a Republican at all. I'm a Democrat. Uh, good friends with Nancy Pelosi. That's interesting. But it's interesting this undercover camera angle. It's exposing they're obviously in a public restaurant. James O'Keefe, he's wearing glasses like, who was Clark Kent fooling, really? I am just shocked because James O'Keefe, he's a very well-known face, and if this intern isn't kind of with it enough to know who O'Keefe is and therefore, like, not say what are you saying, you'd think other people in the restaurant would be coming up and saying, hey, James, nice to meet you, or James, I don't like you, or whatever side they're on. But I'm just actually very impressed by the boldness and... James O'Keefe being able to, you know, be undercover enough. I guess that's the glasses. And the sweater vest. You wouldn't expect James to be wearing a sweater vest.
12: I really get it to myself. Do you like besties
18: with Nancy Pelosi? i love him. My picture
12: of Nancy Pelosi and I is on my desk. Gross. I don't know if your constituents would want to know that, though, huh? But they would be pissed they off? Care. They, or they, don't, they care. don't care. If they do, they'd the crack of my ass. There's a lot of things that um, I do hear, and there's a lot of things that I see with my own eyes. Madison Cawthorn one not lying
18: neither. Madison Cawthorn wasn't lying neither. And, of course, what that's referring to was Madison Cawthorn exposed that he was inviting to Congress member orgy parties. Madison Cawthorn did not go, but that's what they're referring
12: to. They met in a wheelchair that a video that came out with the guy in the Senate office building in the hearing room. Oh oh yes, I I saw that. Okay, yeah. the guy was blackmailed. He was blackmailed. Pretty much. Whoa. So most members they actually have spouses that are married. They have affairs with other council people, congress people, congress members, getting off. Oh. And they have like some parties and stuff. Like they said sex parties. Yeah.
18: Thanks. So Congress members, according to this intern named Titus Warren, who says he's seen things with his own eyes and heard them with his own ears, says Congress members have affairs with other Congress members, even though they're married, and they have sex parties. Now these are our elected leaders that we somehow expect to represent our morals and values. Ladies and gentlemen, as it stands, with what we've allowed to happen, that is an expectation that ain't being
12: met. want to talk a lot. So these parties are like, it gets hot and heavy. Yeah, it's like an in-house thing. If you know, you know, if you don't, you don't. But not at the not everybody in there knows. But they actually, that is isn't
18: they actually do have these parties they actually do have these parties okay i'd go to that party i wouldn't participate but i'd want to want to see who's who's doing what who's doing who that'd be interesting and probably gross have you seen most members of congress
12: does that happen a lot like people do something sexual and they blackmail have you seen that so it happens every now and then but they get blackmailed Exactly, that's uh, that's Epstein tactic, ain't
18: it? Hey, uh, members of Congress, come over to this sex orgy and just, uh, you know, do whatever you want. And, uh, that'll give us good blackmail material to control you. But we're supposed to represent our constituents. I meant to say constituents. Well, you don't really want to do that now, do you? Because look at what we have on you. Screw my constituents. Well, that's more like it, because you just screwed all these other... Congress people.
12: Because it's, it's like a, they have a leverage of, like, if you have something like that, it's called leverage. It's so
6: That's what blackmail
12: is. And what they do, they need oh. kids to get something else. majority of the members, that come and wait on the hallways. 9925 come voting from the night, from the sex party. So, on the voting You already have a piece of paper that tells you how to
18: vote. That's what you want with your representative. Someone else hands them a piece of paper that tells them how to vote. Thank you for representing me in a way that helps you not get caught for doing what you've done. No, it's
12: a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. It's what we need you to vote. Because we know we have information about you. Right. They have a a group chat that they tell people how to vote. They tell people how to vote, yeah. and they get information about them and use it as, as uh, blackmail. In a way, yes.
18: Madison Cawthorn, the man who in turn just said, yeah, he wasn't lying when he claimed there's congressional sex parties and orgies. So let's hear it from Madison Cawthorn himself.
10: A, a party like this, I've been invited to them. My instant reaction to that is, you know, especially the blackmail piece that it seems like the, uh, this individual is talking about in this piece. Um, you know, that's something that I experienced firsthand.
12: But doesn't it make you feel, like, guilty sometimes? I, uh, get my check and I'm good. <laughs> you get that, you get that money. Um, yes. Oh, uh, well, that's what it's all I about. like to buy nice things. You, like, you like, to buy nice things? So you get that money, you like to buy, what type of nice things you like to buy? I love a Louis. So the one thing I want is, to, is a devil. I like a devil.
18: I like a lot of things. By the way, now. James O'Keefe now has gone to presumably a Louis Vuitton store with Titus Warren, the intern. Now you can see James O'Keefe a little bit better and just watch like he's acting gay, his speech as well. And it's just funny watching James O'Keefe do that because I don't think he does it very well. But he did it good enough to get away with it. And that's not a knock on James O'Keefe. It's just he's like, he, I don't think he's gay, but he's definitely trying to act like it.
4: This, this all, you know. Two favorite bags of
18: all kinds.
12: Like a kimono, it's like a leather. Like
18: So, to be a free, fair, democratic country, we absolutely need representation based on an election. But the elected representatives, it sounds like based on this piece from James O'Keefe, the elected representatives are not always representing those who elect them. They are at times representing their own self-interest and not getting caught via being controlled by blackmail so they can avoid having the, what we might call, immoral things that they've done, avoid having those exposed. And that's what coerces them to vote certain ways at times. Here's the piece of paper, not a suggestion. And of course, once again, to watch the full video that James O'Keefe published and check out James O'Keefe on Twitter. And this is put out through his OMG media group, O'Keefe Media Group. See ya, Project Veritas. Y'all got rid of James O'Keefe. Look at you now. With that said my beautiful freedom loving friends Let me know in the comments below What you think of this expose Does it surprise you And whether it does or doesn't What do you think about the reality That some of our members of Congress Are participating in sex orgies And having
15: Step into the world of power Loyalty